0: Welcome to episode four of the Dynasty Dreamers podcast. I'm your host, Joe Galloway. I'm joined again by my co-host, Luigi Federico. What's up, everybody? And Ryan Nunn. Happy Super Bowl week. Collectively, we are the Dynasty Dreamers. We go to bed thinking about Dynasty. We dream about Dynasty. We wake up thinking about Dynasty. You get the picture. Ladies and gentlemen, we are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts in addition to YouTube. On today's show, we'll be taking a break from roster reviews, and we are going to do a startup mock draft. The rules for this are going to be simple. It's going to be a 12-team Superflex tight end premium startup mock with rookie picks. Each of us will be representing four separate teams. There was going to be trade involves, but the two noobs to the left and the right of me decided that they weren't ready for that. So this will be a live draft atmosphere, even though you will be hearing it as a recording. We did not discuss any picks or potential trades before the draft. We hope to get through four to five rounds, but we will have to see how we are doing on time after each round. Our random drawing before the show started determined that Luigi would have the 101. So take it away, sir.
1: Okay. With the first team that I will be choosing my players for at the 101, I am selecting quarterback Josh Allen. So I anticipated
0: this uh, for Joe, Team 1's first pick of the 102. And I feel like it's Christmas because I got undoubtedly the best player in Dynasty football. And I will take with the first pick, my first pick for Team 1. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes, Ryan, onto you with 103. Well, I do think Mahomes is the best player, but I think they're clearly in a chair together, and I, you're not going to be unhappy with either one of those guys. You're feeling really well, just more happy with Mahomes. Um, with the third pick, I'm going to take Joe Burrow. See, Luigi, I told you. When push came to shove, he would go Burrow. There was some question before the draft that that Ryan would actually go with a wide receiver with this pick, but I knew he was. And I also have Jalen Hurts tiered with him. And I think Hurts has a higher upside, but you can't argue with the fact that Burrow's consistency is just there week in, week out. Okay, Luigi, team two.
1: Well, that's a great segue into my next pick because. At the 104 for Team 2's first pick, I will be selecting Jalen Hurts.
0: Okay, so uh, Hurts puts me in a bit of a predicament here because this is kind of the last quarterback that I would definitely take over any of the uh, wide receivers, specifically Justin Jefferson. This is a situation that that we're all probably going to be in a lot of times this year. And my gut is to take Justin Jefferson here. So that's what I'm going to do with team two, Joe Team two's number one pick at the 105 on the day, Justin Jefferson. Guys, any discussion on that? Do you think that it was too early to go to wide receiver here? Is this the sweet spot? Or what, what do we think? Well, no, I don't think it's the I – don't, I, don't, I don't think it's exactly where you want to do that because I'm taking Chase here as well. That's a bit of an upset to me. I, I definitely figured there'd be a couple more quarterbacks go off the board before <coughs> Jamar Chase came off. Uh, am I alone in this group in thinking that Justin Jefferson, I'm not going to say is a clear tier ahead of Jamar Chase, but he's a. it's a pretty decent gap in my
1: opinion. I think you're alone in that, yes. Okay. Uh,
0: I, I do. Uh, I think the fact that Chase, you know, is going to be uh, tied to Burrow for a long time, and where I feel like Cousins is going to be there, you never know when they're going to pull the rug in somebody else. And hopefully he has that chemistry with the next quarterback, but he may not. And I'm not saying that I would give like a first with Chase to get Jefferson, but I'll probably do a mid-second to move from Chase to, to Jefferson. I, I think that there's that much difference in them. That's just my personal opinion. But Luigi let's uh 107 your team three who are we going with here? So just
1: to comment on what you said about is this the right place to take wide receivers? yeah, I, I think that's where I had them valued at. I think I had maybe one more player ahead of both of the wide receivers and that's actually a player I'm going to be taking being uh, Justin Herbert at the 107. So really I had five quarterbacks and then Jefferson and Chase back to back there.
0: Okay, so that moves moves us on to the 108, which is my team three, and I think that this is a pretty slam dunk pick, honestly. I think that my co-host will probably disagree with me, but I'm going to get uh, quarterback Trey Lawrence here with the 108. Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence, yeah. I Whatever. do not disagree
1: with that because that is exactly where I had him.
0: Ryan, you got any problems with Lawrence there at the 108?
1: No, I don't have any problems. I have him tiered with the next guy that I'm going to take.
0: I think they're actually interchangeable, and that is Justin Fields. Wow. Justin Fields and, and Trey Trevor Lawrence are interchangeable in your eyes? Yes, absolutely. Explain. Um, just the elite, elite legs. Like he he basically got a half a season to be a to be the quarterback that he wanted to be, like before they let him actually run the ball. And he accumulated over a thousand yards on the ground. Like he may not be a great NFL quarterback, but he is an elite uh quarterback in dynasty. Ryan, you and I have not been fans of a guy like Lamar Jackson since day one. We've never come around on him. Maybe, maybe a little bit. He's higher in our tiers than he used to be. Why does a guy like Justin Fields, who's basically just a second a younger version of, of, of Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, who hasn't done Lamar Jackson as well as Lamar Jackson up until this point. Why does he get all this credit where he's your literally your QB seven here or six interchangeably with Lawrence whenever Lamar Jackson has been so down on your tier list for so many years? It's one of those things where I'm just – I believe in Fields' arm talent. I think that the problem with his uh, arm is less about him and more about the offense and lack of weapons around him. And I think at some point they are going to correct that. Like, you can't have a guy like Darnell Mooney uh, be your number one option in offense. He's just not that guy. I don't disagree with that. But if, if Fields had shown me any kind of ability to throw the football with the weapons he has, which aren't great, then maybe I would be more with you, but he looks like a guy who just does just get you points on the ground. He's not giving you anything in the passing game at all. Are, are you going to trust Darnell Mooney to throw you to throw the ball to? I mean, Colt Komet. I mean, these hey, guys, he's got
1: Chase Claypool now.
0: Yeah, they, they spent a second-round pick on a guy that they could have gotten a better wide receiver out of this class with. Congratulations. Well, why not just take a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who has shown that he is a Pretty, pretty good throw of the football I, I, I agree that if your argument is that that Lawrence isn't all the way there yet I, I'm sure I don't believe he is either but he's shown us so much more ability with the arm than Justin fields has I, he doesn't have the rushing upside but I guess my argument always is in these type situations is good luck with Justin Fields in four to five years when he's no longer playing. And I have seven, six to seven more years of what I feel like is going to end up being pretty elite production from Trevor Lawrence. I just, I don't understand the argument for fields over Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Where I think Trevor, Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be a career low end QB one. Justin Fields may not have as many years, but you're looking at a guy that I think will, be a top-five guy most of those years. Luigi, any thoughts here?
1: Yeah, I guess this is 2017 when um, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields were seniors in high school, and that's when they were considered interchangeable.
0: (laughs) Well, actually, they weren't even then. If you remember correctly, Trevor Lawrence has been, like, the biggest prospect since Peyton Manning ever since probably middle school.
1: Yes, but they were Uh, – Other than Andrew Luck. Yes, but they were so much closer their senior years. They were considered to be the number one and number two prospects in the class, and it wasn't that far yeah. apart.
0: Trevor Lawrence was considered a bigger, bigger prospect than even Andrew Luck. Yes, so you're he wrong was. about yeah. that. Justin Fields, his scene or his last year in uh, college, threw for 41 touchdowns. He has shown in the past that he can throw the ball with elite talent. Well, Trent Richardson won a Heisman Trophy in college and was out of the league in three years. So I don't tell, don't give me college stats. They mean nothing. What you do in the NFL is completely separate from what you do in college. The the, the two things are, they what happens in college only gives us a gauge of what we think someone might be. It doesn't really tell us anything concrete. You well, can say the same thing about Trevor Lawrence. You're correct, but well, I mean, Trevor Lawrence has shown in the last two years that he can throw the football in the NFL. Yeah, he was the 32nd-ranked uh, quarterback his rookie season. He was obviously elite. He was the 32nd-ranked quarterback by what metric? Uh, QB ready. Is that is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Let's look.
1: All right, looking at the 2021 QBR rankings, Trevor Lawrence was 31st. And anybody want to guess who was 32nd?
0: Uh, I have no idea. I'm surprised that Lawrence was that low, honestly. I knew he didn't have a good rookie season. I didn't realize it was that bad. Well, I'm sure since you're bringing this up that it had to have been Justin Fields. It was
1: Justin Fields. <laughs> so
0: the only one worse than Trevor Lawrence as a rookie was Justin Fields. So, right, but Trevor Lawrence is a statue and Justin Fields can run the ball. Okay, all right. Let's let's move on because we could probably argue this all night long, and Ryan would come up on the wrong end of it for. Many hours, but let's continue on to the next pick.
1: All right. With, for, for my fourth team. All right. For team four, I'm going to be taking, this is going to be a no, no with this group, but I'm going to be taking the first running back of the first round. And that is going to be Bijan Robinson.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I never take running backs in the first round. Uh, To to me, there are at least three, probably four quarterbacks who I would even consider taking B. John Robinson over. And B. John Robinson isn't the even, oh, I don't know. This is probably going to sound, this one what really surprises me. This is way off in my opinion. But I do know, based on the conversations that we've been having about B. John Robinson trades, that this might not be that far off with the rest of the dynasty community. What do you think, Ryan? Um, I won't own any Bijan at this price. Just absolutely will not. I'll let, I'll. I'll be wrong, just like I was wrong with Jonathan Taylor. I. I miss. I miss sometimes. I was wrong on Jonathan Taylor. I'll be wrong on Bijan Robinson, like, and then and I'll, I'll adjust and, and and pay extra if I need to at a later date but i'm not paying i'm not paying that price right off the bat and let me be clear it's not really a slight on Bijan Robinson. no i think he's a great player it's just a slight on taking a running back at 109 it's just not something that i would ever do but uh there's I, position, have, there's I, position, have, I do have back. him as my running back one so at least i don't think Luigi's I, all I, one I, one have, one. I have i have i have him as my one too uh there's position players in this format that i'm going to take over now we do we do need to probably mention that Luigi is far more likely in a startup draft to go win now than you and I are. We yeah. we generally come into the productive struggle type thing. Productive struggle mindset. And right. then if the draft pushes us in another direction, then we do go that way. But then that puts me up, and this puts me in a position I did not want to be in.
1: So this would
0: be my first share of this guy ever, I think, in Dynasty but I'm going to take quarterback Lamar Jackson with uh, the one ten here. And it's, it's very odd. I know that this is the first year that I'm putting some faith in Lamar Jackson, considering he has more questions than he ever has going into next season. But uh, to me, Lamar Jackson has finally after four years or whatever it's been has shown me enough before he got hurt this year and the years past that, that, He is deserving of a first-round startup pick. And uh, I'm just way late to the party, apparently.
1: I think Joe just doesn't like Baltimore Ravens. I think that's just what it is. Because the guy's hurt half the year, and now he's shown that he's worthy enough to be taken in the first round.
0: I, I I think maybe that this is a little bit of a, I've missed out on this guy in the past. And there are a couple of quarterbacks still on the board that I have very close to Lamar Jackson, and I thought about pulling the trigger on one of those. But I think maybe it's time to start going into this season, maybe start gathering some shares of Lamar Jackson. Actually, I misspoke on the last few picks. Fields was the 109, Bijan was the 110, and Lamar Jackson was the 111. That brings us to you at the 112, Ryan. What are you doing with your last team here on on the wheel? Well, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, group these two guys together. Uh, I'm going to put take Kyler Murray with the first one. And Kyle Pitts, what's the next one? Interesting. I was not expecting Pitts to go this early. I actually wasn't expecting Murray to go uh, this early either. So uh, please explain your reasoning here. Well, both of these guys are obviously elite talents. There is, is some major question marks, but I'm just not willing to give up on Pitts. I assume that they're going to get the quarterback position right. And when they do, he's going to explode like everybody in the dynasty community thinks. I, I agree on not giving up on pits on the shares of him that I already have. I, although I have said two out of the last three weeks before today that I was trading him on certain teams or would trade him on certain teams. I just don't know if, if I'm willing to spend a first round pick on him, or I guess technically this is the first pick of the second round on him this year. After what we saw last season, I don't know if I want to invest that heavily in him. Right now, with what we've seen, and I I feel that way about Murray too. Murray feels like a he, like there should have been a couple of guys taken ahead of him at the quarterback position here. Um, once again, um, super high, super high on Murray's upside when he a healthy Kyler Murray is in my mind, you could argue, is, is just as good as Justin Herbert. And I would have taken, I would, I would have taken Pitts over Bijan, like, I think he is the. For me, he would have been the next non-quarterback player. I completely agree that he's the next non-quarterback player. I would have taken him over Bijan easily, but there's, including Murray, there's at least two more quarterbacks still on the board that I would take easily over Pitts. So you said including Murray? So there's one other? Well, if, two more, besides well, Murray. Okay. sorry. There's at least two more that I would have taken over Murray here, or over uh, Pitts here, excuse me. And both of these the quarterbacks I, that I'm speaking of, I would take over Murray as well, which – uh, that will segue into. I'll. i I have one more thing to say. Uh, okay. The fact that, the fact that I took Murray and the fact that he may not be ready for the end of the season, also beginning of the season, also made me think that taking Pitts, who may take a little more time to develop with the quarterback chemistry, hopefully that he gets. I do. I do agree with you that it's a good pairing. If you're if you're going to look to win later, you've cl- you've got one player who. We don't know when he's his he's going to re- ascend to the top again like he was as, as rookie. And then you have a player that's going to potentially be hurt for the first half of the year. So I agree with you on that. I just personally would have slammed two quarterbacks, and I would have slammed two quarterbacks other than, than, than Kyler Murray. My, my other pick was obviously a quarterback, but I decided to go with the upside of Pitts in, in a 2.0 premium. So – I'm curious about this. So, obviously, this is a mock draft, and we have nothing on the line here. Do you think if we were doing a live startup right now, you would have made the same decision? Probably. We'll see what happens. So, that brings us to the 202, which is my team four that started off with first round taking Lamar Jackson. I feel like the second round of a startup draft, if you're actually making the picks and not trading them, which is what I would probably be doing. But... If you're actually making the picks, that's where your team starts forming is in the second round. Your your identity starts forming in the second round. It probably doesn't fully form until the fourth or the fifth round, but you should already be trying to decide where you think your team might be going. Whenever you're picking in the first round, for the most part, you're just taking best player available.
1: Unless you're taking uh, a running back.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> correct, because running backs are never the best player available. But... Uh, you know, or more specifically, maybe you're taking the best quarterback available in most cases in the first round if you think the way Ron and I do. With that being said, I'm going to put uh, somebody with Lamar Jackson here that had a, a rough leader last year uh, and the year before that, actually. And most of it was not on the football field. But I saw, saw enough from Deshaun Watson that I think that I, I feel strongly taking him at the 202 and putting him with Lamar Jackson. So, I'm going to take uh, Watson here at 202 and Luigi passing on to you
1: with my fourth team that I will be choosing for, which is the 203 um, the team that took Bijan Robinson will be taking Dak Prescott. Like I specified taking a running back in the first round, you're pretty well looking to go win now. And I think needing a quarterback, I think Dak Prescott is the the best option. If I hadn't have taken of running back in the first round, I may be looking at somebody more like Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, but needing a win-now type team, I'm looking at Dak Prescott. So this is
0: interesting to me because this is just the way that I think. To me, Prescott is the end of a quarterback tier uh, here for us. Uh, I know that not everybody will agree with that, but by taking Bijan at the 109 with that team, I felt like that you gambled – in my mind, you gambled quite a bit because – if Lamar, Murray, and Watson and Prescott had been mine and Ryan's next four picks, then then what do you do with that 109? Uh, not specifically a, a player, but are you going quarterback there? Or are you moving on to a different position and just waiting later for your quarterbacks?
1: No, I, I actually have another quarterback in the same tier as Dak Prescott. I, I'm not going to name drop the, the player, but uh, when he comes off the board, I'll, I'll say that that was a player that I have in the same tier as Dak.
0: Okay, so Ryan, we're heading to your team three that started it off with Justin Fields here at the two hundred four. What are you doing? So it's pro- it's probably the guy that I have above uh, Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson, and that's Tua below.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have Tua in the same tier as Dak Prescott.
0: Okay, I, I, you guys are going to have to explain this to me because I'm not saying the Tua couldn't end up outscoring Dak Prescott next year or the, the year after that or Watson or any of these guys we've been talking about. That's completely – that could happen. But with all of the question marks with Tua Tagovailoa and his health, with the concussions, why are we taking him over a guy like Dak Prescott?
1: I think the question marks that are surrounding Tua are just as valid as certain question marks that could be surrounding Deshaun Watson. However, I do have Deshaun Watson in, in, a, in a tier above Tua. So it's really just Dak and Tua that I have in the same tier.
0: I, I disagree with you on that because at this point in time, there's a much greater chance that Tua Tagovailoa Tagaba, just doesn't play football anymore as opposed to Watson, who seems to pretty much be out of the clear from that standpoint. So with the two hundred five, uh, that team took Trevor Lawrence in the first round. This is a really tough pick, and... St- since I have to make it pretty quickly, I'm probably not going to put as much thought into it as I normally would. It comes down to a quarterback. I think I'm going to go C.D. Lamb here. I'm going to put uh, C.D. Lamb with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, they're, the quarterback tier, like I just said, has kind of broke, in my opinion. I'm not taking a running back this early. I, I typically don't take running backs in the second round either especially whenever there's a, a wide out of, of Lamb's talent left on the board. And it's a little too early for anyone to take a tight end, not named Kyle Pitts, in my opinion. So I'll just go with Lamb. Any thoughts on that, guys?
1: Nope. I agree with the pick. There's only
0: one wide receiver that I could even consider taking over him. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to argue one way or the other on CD Lamb.
1: Yeah, there there is only one wide receiver that I have that, left on the board that I would consider taking above Lamb, which actually segues me into my next pick um, with my team three. This team has Justin Herbert already. I will be taking A.J. Brown.
0: Yep, that's my guy. Yeah, it's it's really hard to argue this pick with you already having a quarterback in tow and the elite young wide receivers are fastly coming off the board. So I think this is this is probably where I would want to. Okay, Uh, with this pick, uh, teaming it up with Jamar Chase, I'm going to take Bryce Young. Or the 102, either way you want to look at it. Correct. But I would agree that it will be Bryce Young. Uh, I'm taking Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud at this point. A lot could happen. Uh, No, I'm taking Bryce Young over (laughs) C.J. (laughs) Stroud. Okay, so Ryan's taking the 102 to pair with Jamar Chase. So definitely going with a win-later approach, which is what well, I was kind of saying the second around. With Jamar Chase, he could have went either direction. But he's in my mind, he's now made a clear uh, determination of where he's trying to go. So I've got the same uh, thing facing me with the next pick here at the 208. Uh, I already have Justin Jefferson. The quarterbacks are kind of off the board. I could, I could go with one of the young guys and make this a win-later team. But what I think I'm actually going to do is, with as, as good as, Jeff- as Justin Jefferson is right now, and they're not being an elite quarterback left on the board, I think I just want to transition this probably to a win later team, considering that we are win now team. Excuse me. I'm going to go ahead and, and pair uh, Justin Jefferson with the best, most productive, youngish tight end in this in this uh, draft this year, and I'm going to put Mark Andrews on my team with Justin Jefferson. Just
1: too soon for Mark Andrews guys? No, because probably where I was headed with my next pick.
0: Is there any argument for any other tight ends here or is this just clearly the tight end two pick this year? I, I think it is.
1: I think you could argue Kelsey depending on how heavily you like him over Mark Andrews because he's still gonna be productive the next two or three years and he'll probably outscore Mark Andrews the next two or three years. Uh, I don't I don't think you made the wrong pick having Justin Jefferson, but somebody who, you know, has Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen may feel differently.
0: Right. I mean, I might even consider Hawkinson over him. Um, Just the fact that as long as Cousins comes back, which I assume he's going to, they have a lot of chemistry. And I don't look for Thielen to be back. So I look for JJ and him to kind of eat. So with the 209, Luigi, Jalen Hurts is on that team already. Where where are we going?
1: It's kind of hard to pass up this player, I think. Um, I would say most people are probably going to head this way, having Jalen Hurts on the team. Um, But I am going to take Jonathan Taylor.
0: This is probably going to become a theme of this trap as we go along. Luigi's going to end up with most of the running backs. Uh, and and you know Ryan and I may end up looking foolish because of that. But we'll just we'll just see how it goes here. Uh, so next up is going to be Ryan's first team at the two ten, who took Joe Burrow with his first pick. I'm going to pair him with a wide receiver and uh, go with Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, okay. This is. There's there's a couple of wide receiver heres that I wouldn't argue with either way. There's one other guy, so yeah, this 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 makes makes a lot of sense to me. Oh yeah, I only
1: have one other guy above Jalen. i I, I, I may point.
0: or may not have a man crush on Jalen Waddle, but
1: yeah, there may be two actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think there's two guys I have above Jalen. I, I am
0: I am much higher higher on Jalen Waddle than the average person.
1: Yeah, the, he was wide receiver five there.
0: So moving on to the two eleven. Uh, I took Patrick Mahomes with the first pick. This is tough. There are three things I'm really strongly considering here. I think I'm going to stick at to the wide receiver position and pair Patrick Mahomes with the last of what I consider kind of the elite young wide receivers, and uh, take Alondra St. Brown here. To pair with Patrick Mahomes
1: yeah whenever I said I had two guys that was one of them
0: well obviously I don't agree with Amon Ra being there I think Jalen Waddle is a clear step ahead and a tear break for me so well Waddle was one of the six too it's just you took him instead of Amon Ra but you you have St. Brown higher on your sure Sure, I, I do, but they're they're inter- pretty interchangeable.
1: I think four through six is pretty interchangeable there.
0: Uh, I probably have AJ a little higher than those two, but we're we're I I have wooden Harris here. I have I have Waddle in the same tier as AJ, so I I'm obviously higher on that guy. Correct. I told you I'm kind of through the moon for him. Uh, Luigi two uh, twelve here, and I guess three hundred one. Who are you putting with Josh Allen?
1: So at two twelve, I will be taking Travis Kelsey. Wow. Um, Like I said a little bit a little while ago, I, I think having somebody like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, I think you're having two of the top three players at at the position. Whether you consider Travis Kelsey to be one, two, or three, I, I think he's in a lot of people's minds going to be the tight end one for the next two or three years. So it does give me a, an extremely smaller win now uh, window, but Having Josh Allen, who I personally think is the quarterback one, adding Travis Kelsey, who I think is the tight end one, I think I have the the two top players at the position for at least three years.
0: There's no doubt that you're heading in the direction of an extremely great win later or win now team, excuse me. But just for me personally, it's really hard for me to take somebody of Travis Kelsey's age in the second round. But I know that that there are plenty of people who do it, so I'm not going to argue with this (laughs) pick too much. You can't, argue, you can't argue his production on the no, field. No, you like, can't argue his production. Tra- Travis Kelsey just wins championships. I I just you Especially know, when you pair him with a guy like Josh Allen. You've got elite production in both spots. I don't question his production at all, no. he I fully expect he'll be the, the most productive tight end again next year. I, I think he's got two more years of elite production, and then I'll look for him to probably start to fall off. So who are you putting with Allen and Kelsey?
1: So I'm going to be pairing those two guys. This is going to be good. <laughs> with... uh with another running back here. That kind of makes sense. And I'm going to be pairing them with Christian McCaffrey. Oh,
0: okay. So love it. My RB too. Yeah. I, I McCaffrey's currently my RB six. I just, there's too much wear and tear on that body at this point, but I, I, you know, Luigi's probably going to be in a really good spot to win a championship with his team, depending on what he gets going forward. But so I can't even argue that point of it. His longevity. We'll, we'll see. That that team, minus injuries, is ready to romp and stomp. Yeah. So that brings me back to to my team here, and uh, I've said this a lot, but I hate this spot because I actually the player I want to take conflicts with a player I already have on my team. So I'm not going to go in that direction. I'm going to. I'm actually going to take a uh, a running back here. Believe it or not, third round, first running back for any of the any of my four teams. I'm going to take. Uh, We'll take Brees Hall. Uh, I know that most people have Kenneth Walker ahead of Brees Hall, and I understand the reasons why. I just feel like that I'm willing to gamble a little bit on Hall because I do think that he has more upside than than Kenneth Walker. That's my personal opinion. I think he's more talented. I think we thought that going into the NFL draft. I think we thought that the first times we saw the two of them on the field, and and I still believe that. So I'm going to gamble a little bit with Brees Hall here. I actually like that pick, Joe. Uh, Brees Hall, before he went down with an injury, was the consensus RB1 in Dynasty. And was just electrifying on the field. Like, every time he touched the ball, he looked like he was going to take it to the house. And did a lot of the times. Like, in fact, he got injured take, on a long run. So, yeah, I, I, normally I would, if I was drafting and running back this early, I would just take the safer guy. But if I just... I cannot put Walker ahead of Hall in my rankings as of right now.
1: I have, I have Bruce Hall, I think four slots ahead of Kenneth Walker. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, I have Walker. I have three,
0: four. <laughs> I, I have, I have Walker three and, uh, uh, hall five, but I can easily say, say that, uh, they're interchangeable to me. It, yeah. They walk, walk, Walker Walker is much safer that's the only reason why they're interchangeable in my opinion. Right. Exactly. But yeah. talent wise, Hall's upside is much greater than Walker. So uh Ryan, uh we are headed into the three oh three here. Who are you putting with Burrow and Waddle on this team? Uh well, I love having a good tight end on my teams and I'm taking TJ Hawkinson. See, this is the thing that, that where I got stuck with the last pick. I really don't like having multiple pass catchers on the same team, but I really They're want- not on the
1: same team, Jeff.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm stuck in early 2022. You're absolutely right, and I messed up. I should have taken T.J. Hawkinson. I apologize to everyone listening. I had a major brain fart there. I mean, I, I, I even talked about how he was paired with Kirk Cousins, yeah, Kirk yeah, Cousins yeah, earlier. Yeah. And I, you still blew it. I did blow it, because I would absolutely, if I'd have remembered T.J. Hawkinson now plays for the Minnesota Vikings, I would have definitely taken him there ahead of Uh, I very very much appreciate the fact that you weren't paying attention. Whenever you made the comment. I was paying
1: attention. I just had him on the wrong team. Whenever you made the comment that it conflicts with the player, I thought to myself. I was like, you should have said something there. I wanted Hawkinson. (laughs) I was hoping he found my next team. Yeah, I I would
0: (laughs) have taken. I I am super high on Hawkinson. Good pick, Ryan. I can't believe that I, I messed that one up. Definitely wouldn't have happened if this was an actual mock drive with more than fifteen seconds to make a pick. But uh, this, this this just proves that we are doing this live, and there's there's no uh, there's no pick orders here because uh, that is de- I, definitely not a pick I would have made. But anyways, going moving on to you, Luigi at the three hundred four. Who are you putting with Hertz and Jonathan Taylor?
1: Um, I think there is a pretty desperate need for a wide receiver on this team. Like you stated before, the young wide receivers are kind of falling out fast. And I think my team with Jalen Hurts and Jonathan Taylor kind of could go either way, at least this year. Um, so I'm going to take the guy that I had as the wide receiver one in the class last year, and I'm going to go with Chris Olave. Oh,
0: Luigi fooled both of us because Ryan and I were sitting here just kind of pointing to Tyreek Hill on our on our page. so we uh, very much figured he was going in that direction. So Chris Olave, t- tell us why.
1: Well, so I have been watching Ohio State for the last few years. Um, I play in a campus to Canton League, which you own uh, college players, and, and they they're the points that they get in on game day you get for your team just like you do in, in regular NFL fantasy. And I've owned, I own Chris Olave, so I, I kept an eye on him. Um, I think the last three years, and I just think his talent is above any of the other wide receivers not named Garrett Wilson. And uh, I just it's between those two guys, it's it's kind of a, a toss up. And and because I guess I have a smaller man crush on on Chris Olave, I just decided to go with Olave. Alave. Okay. It's,
0: it's it's one thing for sure. Whenever you're doing any kind of Debbie type thing, best thing to do is draft wide receivers from LSU and wide receivers from Ohio state. You're very likely not going to miss. Yeah. That's a a pretty safe general rule of thumb there. So at the 305 on the team that has uh, Justin Jefferson and Mark Andrews, this is the one team that is kind of, I feel like with no young quarterbacks yet and, Jefferson and and Andrews being so productive at their positions this is the one team that's pretty clearly win now, even though it could go win well later. Those guys are definitely young enough, but, uh, my, my first thought is to get a quarterback here, but with the exception of the one Oh three, this is a barren wasteland, of quarterback right now, that the value is not at the quarterback position, in my opinion. Uh, and Brian disagrees with me. He's going to say Trey Lance, but, uh, I'm going to take a player uh, – I'm going to go running back again, actually, and take the, the guy that I took, Brees Hall, over and go Kenneth Walker here uh, to put with Jefferson and Andrews. And Even though I'm not a big fan of taking running backs this early, I, I think that this team is often running to be very, very competitive next year with, with young upside as well. It's kind of funny that you said something about the one hundred and three because the one hundred and three is what I'm. I, I absolutely knew you were going to slam the one hundred and three, and this is the team that should be doing it with Chase and like and the one. I, 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 I'm am I'm, I'm set up so so well to to do that with this team. So he's putting uh, the one hundred and three with Chase and the one hundred and two. Which... So so it's Stroud Stroud Young, Stroud Young and uh, Chase. Right, right. I think it's kind of important to put a na- name beside it at this point because like if i think that the for the first so so three are, so, so that's an easy way for people to get yeah. a feel of what you're doing with your roster i think the first 3 picks are pretty academic though i think 104 <laughs> is where you start having some 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 argument but like you could see you could you could see the combine like push somebody else up there i think I, that's so. absolutely true but th- th- this is pre combine so i think it's pretty academic at this point Uh, Luigi, where are you going with the 307? You're going to add this guy to Herbert and A.J. Brown.
1: I'm going to be taking Tyreek Hill with this team. I think having Justin Herbert, who is always going to give me QB1 production when he's on the field, and having the upside of Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown, I think I'm pretty well set at those two positions, uh, at least a headway the the start of the team.
0: Okay. Okay. So that brings me to the 307. And it's, I've got Lawrence and Lamb on this team. So it could definitely go win now. Could definitely go win later. Not, could really have all kinds of, of room here. The board is really starting to not look very exciting to me, to be honest with you. But I do have one player ranked highly, probably the most. I, I have this guy as my wide receiver seven. So we'll go ahead and take Garrett Wilson here at the, at the uh, 307. Or no, I'm sorry. This is the 308. 308. Yes, I'm going to take uh, Garrett Wilson, pair with Lawrence and Lamb. Uh, Garrett Wilson showed qu- quite a bit last year with a very porous quarterback situation for most of the season. Uh, I don't see him doing anything but incending in value based on on that. Uh, I fully expect the Jets are going to be better at that position next year, and I think Garrett Wilson is going to continue to just climb further and further out of the rankings.
1: I agree. Like I said, I have Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson pretty, pretty similar in terms of value and in my rankings. So I guess seeing – Garrett go four picks behind Chris Olave is exactly really where I would place him this Uh, next pick
0: for oh sorry go ahead yeah this this next this next pick is interesting to me there's so many different ways you could go on this board
1: yeah the the, only the second team with two quarterbacks or a third Uh, team which I'm I'm
0: I'm actually going to go with the guy that we spent all last uh, uh, episode kind of hating on I'm going to take T Higgins here I would be my first be my first share of him this is the reason why that's interesting to me is because I know there's a guy on the board that you have higher than him. That's why this is so interesting to me. I, I just, I, I, I like, I like Higgins. And um, I mean, I'm not opposed to having Higgins. So why wouldn't you take the gentleman that I'm talking about that you clearly have ahead of T Higgins in your rankings? And, and the way you made it sound last week, quite a bit ahead of T Higgins. Uh, just like. It's 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 a diversified thing for me. Like I, I I would, yeah. All of your fake dynasty shares are right. crumbling. <laughs> exactly. You have you have still zero shares of T. Higgins <laughs> uh, until we get done with this episode. I have one damn share. <laughs> okay. okay, so moving on to the three hundred and nine. Uh, after that extremely interesting pick, uh, Luigi. How are you going to follow that
1: up? I'm going to be following it up with a wide receiver. And I am going to be taking Cooper Cup. Oh, that's a little surprising to me. Not that I, mean, not that I greatly disagree with him. I, or I think a lot of rankings have Cooper Cup somewhere around there. Probably. I mean, he's he's more likely top 10 in, in most dynasty rankings. And uh, I just, I, I think him, his upside is just wide receiver one. and yeah. And uh, I think he has a very safe floor as well.
0: And you're pretty clearly going uh, with now with that team, considering you've already taken the running back, right?
1: Yeah, and and uh, having taken the running back and having Dak Prescott, you know, those are, are two guys who, I mean, just you know, Bijan Robinson, obviously, like I said, it, I think he's going to end up being the RB one for the next five years at least. Who knows? Could somebody else could come along and, and overtake him? But having Dak Prescott, who is a veteran, who is consistently in the top twelve. And and then adding Cooper Cup to the team, I think the direction has to be win now.
0: Okay.
1: So at the
0: three eleven, this is the player I'm going to add to Lamar Jackson and Sean Watson, and and I and I can already tell you in advance the next pick is going to be Trey Lance, or the next one of the next two picks is going to be Trey Lance before Ryan pulls a fastball and takes him with the four hundred one instead of the three twelve, uh, but. I already have two quarterbacks, so I'm not interested in Trey Lance. And with Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson on this team already, I feel like I can win now. Uh, granted, Lamar Jackson is has a little bit, some question marks with his contract and where he's going to end up playing. But I definitely think he's going to be playing somewhere next year. Uh, I'm going to take DK Metcalf because he's my top-ranked wide receiver on the board at this point. Uh, he's the best of the veteran uh, wide receivers left, in my opinion. Uh, not not from strictly a production standpoint, but just from an overall dynasty value standpoint. He's the best veteran left, and he's still fairly young enough that I don't have to feel like that he's going to be done in three to four years. Any uh, any ideas on that, gentlemen? No, I love the pick. Uh, DK is great. I mean, there's not much you can say. It just continually gets better. And honestly, when you made the Higgins pick, uh, I thought for sure that that uh, Luigi was going to go Metcalf just because of the age difference. And I was very happy whenever he, he took Cooper Cup. It's one of the first <laughs> times in this whole draft, though, where there was clearly a guy that I thought I should take in the position.
1: I have um, actually have three wide receivers ahead of DK. they are left point. on the
0: board still. Yeah. So you're 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 looking at you're you're. I think that what you guys have seen in this draft is that Luigi values production probably a lot more highly than Ryan and I do in a startup draft because he's made the picks like Tyreek and Cup and, and Kelsey, and, and we're just kind of here t- trying to trying to pick the most productive players possible but also trying to stay fairly young. So that being said, the clearest win-later team on the board pro- – well, no, second clearest win-later team on the board. Ryan, uh, let us, let us know what you're doing with the wheel here. You nailed it. Uh, Trey Lance is the pick here for me. Uh, Love the player. Love the upside. Fits well with Kyler Pitts. An all-around great fit for this roster. I can't even argue at this point. This is the end of the third round. This is where I feel like Trey Lance should be going. Maybe a little higher, but but not any higher than this. I I think that you got the proper value here. I thought coming into this, you thought you might have to take Trey Lance earlier than you thought you would, but Th- this seems right to me.
1: Yeah, I think, like you said, at the end of the third round, and he's got Kyler, who's probably going to miss half of the season. Right. And he's got Kyle Pitts, who, you know, you we don't know who his quarterback is going to be next year, and, and he showed he's not quarterback proof. So they may be looking into 2024 before they actually get him a quarterback.
0: But predictably – you and I, with all of our win-now teams, and Brian might even have one, we all avoided Trey Lance like the plague, and I think that that's what you're going to see in these startups. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I agree. And
0: I think that you're going to see that in established leagues too. So, it's kind of funny because I don't have a win-now team on the <laughs> he all for a modern i blender I think, uh, I
1: you're, I think your Burrow will, Waddle Hawkins yeah, that is is definitely a win-now. It easily go either way. It, it, but it, but
0: it, it could very easily go the other way it too. It could, but it's win-now right now. Right now it's win-now. Or win later. So, uh, Ryan, uh, actually, Team 3, if you believe in fields as much as you say you do, that could be a win now team, too. Could be. So, anyways, uh, who are you taking with the 401 to pair with Murray, Pitts, and Trey Lance? Uh, the guy I have is the best wide receiver left on the board, and that's Devontae Smith. I love, I love how he has continued to grow throughout the season. And he's paired to a great quarterback. I, I love doing that. I think there's a lot of guys similarly similarly, uh, kind of rated here, in my opinion. So there are guys um, that are more productive. like there, There's guys like Adams and Diggs and those type guys. Right. But with this roster, they just don't fit the profile. I, I kind of have expected you to go with the 104 here, so you could just get your top wide out of this class. Because by the time the NFL draft rolls around, don't you think it's – Highly plausible, but that you'll have one of these wide receivers ahead of Devontae Smith. It's possible, but I've I've Smith. I was high on coming out of college, and he has continued to grow in that offense. And I think it's a one A one B with him and him and Brown. Like you just never know which guy is going to be the the guy who gets the majority of the targets. And honestly, Smith is really starting to push Brown as as the number one on that team. Okay. So with the 402, I have a team that now consists of Jackson, Watson, and DK Metcalf. This team feels very win now and win later to me. Could could go either way. Uh, I wanted to go. I want to go with a more win now guy here, but I think what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to gamble a little bit. Uh, I I, I can easily take Travis Etienne. That would probably be the non the the non pick player I would take here. If I if I was staying in that range, but I think I'm going to go 104 for a couple of reasons. Number one, Jameer Gibbs could land in a spot where I would absolutely almost value him as high as Travis Etienne. Like if he ended up in a Buffalo or goodness gracious a Kansas City, either one of those spots, and I think that he would I would I would value him very equally to Travis Etienne. But but what do you think that that could be a a, a trap. Uh, all C E H. No, I, I don't. I think C E H just isn't very good at football at this point. I think we all believe that. I think Isaiah Pacheco is starting to show that. And I'm, this is not a dig at Luigi. You asked the question. I'm giving you my honest opinion. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I think I Luigi's mean, the only one uh, only one sitting here that has a different opinion. I, I've
1: I've stated on the podcast he was never a great running back. He was never a great runner of the football, and I stated that multiple times. The the thing is, Kansas City doesn't use him in the passing game. He was an elite running back when it came to the passing game or receiving game. But all they want to do is they want to put him on third and goal from the one-yard line try to have him stuff it in, and that was never what he was good at. Well, the other reason I'm
0: the other reason I'm taking the 104 here is is not only could it be Jameer Gibbs in one of those premier landing spots, but what if, for the sake of argument, one of these top guys that we have, a, a, a Johnson or an Addison or a JSN. Or a Boutte. Or a bootay, fine, whatever. What if one of those guys ends up in Kansas City? Then this, in all honesty, if that happens, this pick could be the pick of the draft right here. What <laughs> once again this year, Sky Moore? Well, <laughs> Sky Moore was not touted the way these guys. No, are. he was was. I'm just I'm, I'm saying I, if one of if one of the top guys ends up in this spot, how what is that what does that pick become worth? That, that pick, I, I might be able to flip that pick to one of you guys for a guy that's already been drafted before now. Sure. Uh, especially with Ron, who's, who's uh, you know, taking, piloting, sorry, primarily win-later teams, it seems. So, yeah, I'm taking the taking him there at the 104. I'll take the 104 there. And, uh, Luigi, I'll kick it back to you at... Um,
1: the 403. 403, there we go. So, at the 403... 403- The team has Bijan Robinson, Dak Prescott, and Cooper Cup. I'm going to be taking Austin Eckler. I don't think there's any running back. I I told you, Ryan. I I 100% knew that's where he's going his (laughs) pick. I didn't think there there was anybody, any running back left on the board um, that was a better win now running back than Austin Eckler, and I I think the team is pretty clearly going in the win now direction. Uh, The only one you can make an argument for might be Saquon Barkley, but I I think Austin Eckler has a safer floor. I'm just going to stack all the
0: running backs in a pile and send them over by Luigi and let him just uh, filter through them and take <laughs> them as he wants because he's he's kind of got a monopoly on those guys.
1: Hey, I've only taken three running backs. Joe has taken two. So let, let, let's be real about that.
0: You guys are overachievers.
1: Oh, I've taken four. I'm sorry. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, I've taken four. Joe's taken so two.
0: That doesn't add up. Um I, I don't have a huge problem with this pick, but I, there's no way I could take Austin Eckler over Travis Etienne here with the, the difference in age. Now, I I will say this. I, the other guy, this big, big name that's left you running back on the board, I don't hate that you took this guy over that guy at all. And uh, we won't spoil that yet, but uh, I'm assuming you're going to take him with your next pick. So let's, let's move on to – We'll see. Let's move on to the uh, – where are we at here now, Luigi? The 404. 404. Ryan, what are you doing with Fields, Tua, and Higgins? What do you add to that team? I'm gonna break the seal here and take a running back. Oh my track. god! I told you this was a win-now team. Uh, no, we're gonna make this a win-now team. Travis Etienne with this pick. Yeah, this is this is uh, if you're gonna go running back, I feel like this is the easy pick here. Uh I'm not taking Quadzilla over Travis
1: Etienne. I mean, I might take Quadzilla over Travis Etienne with a different team, but the way that your team is presently constructed, having Fields, Tua, and Higgins, I think Etienne is clearly the pick to take there. It's clearly the running the, back. The right, that's what I mean, the yeah. running back. And, and, and
0: I can't really even argue with what we've got left at wide receiver on the board. So it, it's, it's a good pick. Luigi, what are you doing here with the 405? Well, Joe, it's that is your, your pick. It is your pick. Oh, sir. what am I doing with the 405? Okay. Uh, so Lawrence, Lamb, and Wilson definitely could go either direction with this team. And I do, I will not be taking Quadzilla with this team. There aren't any tight ends that I feel particularly happy to take here. I think it's it's a little bit, going to be a little while before we take another wide tight end at this point. I think that I'm going to take the 105 here. I'm going to add my wide receiver one if Gibbs goes at 104 or my wide receiver two, most likely if uh, Gibbs isn't taking a 104, but you know, who knows, depending on how the rest of my team plays out. And if, you know, if, if, if Gibbs is on the board there at 105, I might just take him. Uh, There's lots of flexibility here. I don't think that there is a player left on the board. That I think has more value than the 105. So why not just take it? It's, and it, it's, it's the only thing here that's going to you know for sure is going to gain value from now until until the end, end of the off season. right? Because I'm not, I'm not taking Barkley here. I'm not taking Jacobs. I'm not taking Kittle or Goddard. I, Goddard, Goddard entered my mind a little bit, but this is just too early for him, in my opinion. Right. I, I think it's crazy that there are people who have. Have Goddard above Hawkinson? I, I do as well, and and we obviously think that since Hawkinson went early third, and we're here in the middle of the fourth, and he's still like, and, and we, and, and if you hadn't have messed up on the hall pick, you would have taken Hawkinson, and I took the put, I took him right afterwards, so you know we all both yeah, value he, him at the same. He spot. would have went at three hundred two if I hadn't messed up. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so let's move on to Luigi here at four hundred six, Herbert, A.J. Brown, and Tyreek Hill. Wait. Hold on a second. It's going to be Saquon Barkley.
1: It is not going to be Saquon oh, Barkley. Oh, an upset. With the 406, I think I'm going to go another wide receiver there. Um, I'm going to go Stephon Diggs. I think I'm going into the season having three of the top six productive wide receivers, maybe not in actual rankings, but I, I just I don't think I can pass up on Stephon Diggs there. The good part about what you're doing with that roster, you're not selling out to win now because all of
0: these guys have several years of production. So you've got a window there with these guys. So, Well, he's drafting all wide receivers. Right. Yeah. running backs. Uh, you, you've got so much more safety net whenever you're drafting wide receivers. Yeah. I don't mind what he's doing with the team. I, I don't love it as much. If, if I'm going – three wide here, I'm probably the last two picks going a little younger than he did, but but I don't hate it. Uh, let's turn it over to Ryan at the uh, 407 here with team with Chase, the 102 and the 103, and I I fully expect him to continue the draft pick uh, barrage here, wouldn't you say, Luigi?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think there's any player on the board right now that I value over the, the 106.
0: Not not with a win
1: later team. Yeah, that's For what I definitely. mean. I mean, there, there's definitely like other
0: players? So, but. Are you gonna surprise us here, Ron? Yeah, I guess you guys got me there. I think the 106 is probably the pick here. Just the flexibility of being able to take uh, the best wide out, or a guy like Levis, or someone like that, if he tends to rise. Like, this team with with so much use and the 101, or the 102, the 103, now the 106, and Jamar Chase. Uh love, love the future of this team. Yeah, I think that there was some, you know, maybe you can make an argument for a, a young wideout that's already on the board, but that's there's not really an argument there once you really think about it. Uh, you just have so much flexibility with the 106. You're going to get one of your top three wideouts guaranteed or better, maybe one of your top two wide receivers. Yeah, I actually had a wideout that I really liked, and the more and more I thought about it, I kind of – to the conclusion that I was wrong and needed to go with the 106er. Yeah, yeah. So heading into the 408, Justin Jefferson, Mark Andrews, and Kenneth Walker will be joined by Kirk Cousins. I, I think it's time. I don't typically like taking veteran uh, quarterbacks before like the sixth round. But this 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 quarterback pull is a barren wasteland, in my opinion. It, it at any point in time, if, if Luigi decided to snipe uh, Cousins from me, th- there's a big fall off for my next guy after Cousins.
1: He was going the next pick, so you did the right thing.
0: Yeah, I just I, I don't. This is it was a little uncomfortable for me because I, I don't generally go into drafts and, and start building win now teams unless the draft sends me that direction. I just I couldn't see a way around it uh going to the fifth round and having to take somebody like Goff or Stafford as my QB1 just didn't feel good. So I kind of felt forced to take Cousins here. Ryan, what do you what do you think on this? You know, in the past I have definitely not been a Cousins guy. Right? Right. Um you can't, you can't you can't argue his production and he's tied to Tied to Justin Jefferson as long as he's there. And,
1: and now T.J. Hawkinson. And, uh, yeah. Minnesota, and, 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 Joe, not Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Same yeah. division. You can see where I would get those big stuff, <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: Still still crazy that they traded Hawkinson to, in, in, in division for as little as right. they... Right. So when was the last time we had a quarterback taken off the board here? Uh, Trey Lance. And that was at...
1: The 312. The
0: 312. So, not that long ago. But, but before Lance, wasn't it quite a long time? Oh, Stroud, push, I guess, essentially. In, yeah, yeah. Earlier yes. in the third. So, it hasn't been as long as I thought. But this this feels like the first quarterback that's going to help you win this year in quite a while, in my opinion. It's been drafted in quite a while. This, this, this is the one guy that you can say, he's going he's to hand me my 20 points every week, and I'm going to feel good about it. All right. So, Luigi, who are we putting with Hurts? Taylor and Alave at the 409.
1: I really wanted to go wide receiver here, but it's kind of a a wasteland. There, there is a few guys that I could take there, but the way that this team is constructed, I don't want to necessarily add an older wide receiver to the team. So I decided to look at running back, and there's two guys that I've been struggling to decide between, and I think I'm going to go with Javante Williams. You suck. Were you going to gonna snipe? Uh, I
0: just got sniped. I uh, just got sniped. I, I actually had written down J.W. There. I, that one caught me completely by surprise. Uh, I thought that Luigi would take one of the two more – or two two of the more established running backs in, in that position. But he did take a with his team to pick before, so maybe there's some precedence for it on this particular team.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts clearly isn't old. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, this is just his third year in the league. And taking Chris Olave, I felt like I could go either way with this team. And I think Javante Williams kind of helps that as well. And when I say either way, I mean maybe not necessarily have to win this year or, you know, win next year, win the year after that. So, uh, Ryan, what are we doing
0: here at the four ten? Burrow, Waddle, Hawkinson, and? Well, it was going to be Javante Williams, but – I'm going to go with another one of my man crushes and DeAndre Swift. Okay. DeAndre... See, see, Joe,
1: DeAndre Swift is a lion and TJ <laughs> Hawkinson is a Viking. That's overplayed. It's overplayed. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> no,
0: yeah. no, we're not letting it go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hate this pick. I'm going to be absolutely honest with you. Uh, I, I And I'm, I know that a lot of uh, the dynasty community would disagree with me that 410 is not a perfectly reasonable place to take DeAndre Swift. But my argument to that would be: is what DeAndre Swift has shown us and shown us in three years now to justify taking him over Saquon Barkley or uh, or a couple of other guys yeah. on the list. Sure, sure. Especially what, with
1: this team that's uh, that's you're heading in the and, and the win now
0: direction, right? And I, I'm going to throw another name out there because I know that I like this guy so much more than uh, the the other two in this group. Yeah, like why why do we think that? And and not just Ryan, because I think this is the dynasty community in general. Why do we value DeAndre Swift so much more than Najee Harris? Najee Harris has actually proven that he can be a top-tier running back in this league. I know his numbers were down last year, but DeAndre Swift, correct me if I'm wrong, has not done anything in three years. He's He's shown the flashes. When he's on the field, guys. But that's it. When he's on the field, he shows the flashes, but... My, he's, a, he's always seems to be in a timeshare. Maybe it's just me and my man crush for Swift. Like I, I've, I've always loved Swift. I believe in the talent. May, maybe I'm just going to die with him and J.K. Dobbins thinking that they're going to pl- play better than they actually have. Well, it, it's not even a case of them not playing better, in, in my opinion. It's a case of them not, number one, not being able to stay on the field. And number two, th- whenever they are on the field, I think with Swift, I think they were—they're so afraid that he's going to get hurt that they won't give him the ball. I don't know what the deal is with with J.K. Dobbins. They just seem to not want to give that man touches, even whenever he's healthy. Uh, But when has he
1: been healthy? Well, that's true. But it it, it
0: may be I think it's the same 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 thing. They're afraid—they're afraid to give him the ball because he hasn't been able to stay healthy.
1: But when he's on the field,
0: he's. I feel really like good. I feel like even as was it his rookie year or which year did he get hurt the first time? Was it his rookie year or is it his second? Year? He's been hurt ever since he's been in college. The first time he was actually on the field, I feel like that he he was very productive and they just kept
1: not giving him the football. Yeah, he was averaging over five yards a carry, and he's done that his entire ball. career. When he's on the field, he's averaging a lot, and they just refuse to give it to him. He's he's kind of like a more injured Miles Sanders. He's okay. just he's just very efficient. Okay,
0: so moving on to me with uh, the 4'11", someone to put with Patrick Mahomes, Amon Ross St. Brown, and uh, Brees Hall. Let's see, we would be at the 107 here pick-wise. That doesn't interest me. Uh, I could get a wideout that I really like, uh, sure, but I think, I can't believe I'm doing this, but you guys have kind of forced me into it. I think I'm going to take Saquon Barkley here. He's not a player that, I want to own shares of this year, as I stated a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, I think that I think the value here, though, I think we all value Saquon similar, similarly, and it's much less than the dynasty community at large. So that's why I feel like at the end of the fourth round, Saquon feels like a safe pick to me here. He he could be one of those guys that you you, you draft in the startup, and once point point scoring season happens. You can trade him to a team that is looking to put more points on the on the board. Well, hopefully, if, if Hall comes back healthy, this team's going to be in the in the mix, anyways. But that's fair. But Barkley was, as much as I don't like Barkley for the injuries and other other reasons, uh, he was the running back five last year, and that's that's hard to deny at the end of the fourth round. So uh, I kind of feel like I was forced into the pick, but uh, I'm ha- I am happy with it. I it could be worse. I could have taken DeAndre Swift. Ouch. I mean, to be like I'm. I'm looking at Luigi's team here. Looking ahead to the pick. Um, to me, there's a clear guy that just fits this team and just says screams like "Pick me." I think there's two guys actually, so I'll be actually really curious to see which one of them he takes, if 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 either. But how wrap us up here on, 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 for the episode, Luigi? What are we doing? What are we adding to Allen, Kelsey, and and Christian McCaffrey doesn't,
1: so, have, doesn't have to be a
0: very good pick for a win-now team.
1: So, like I stated before, um, when I took Travis Kelsey, I think the win-now window for this team is probably two to three years. And I'm going to stick with that style. And I'm going to take the first wide receiver for this team. And I'm going to go Devontae Adams. Yeah, he was one of my two guys. I'll uh, put
0: a big check right there. I knew I knew who that guy was going to be. Well, I thought there was a chance he could go Jacobs because of his love of the running back position. But uh, th- this is the one that I would have taken probably in in this spot. That there I was him. There is some uncertainty with Jacobs. Like he, he he is going to be.
1: I think there's I think there's uncertainty probably. with Adams. But I, I think at the end of the day, it's Devontae Adams. And while he's not the Devontae Adams of three or four years ago, he's still showed last year that he had his, some of his ability. And, and it doesn't really matter who's starting in the football, whether it's, Jarrett Stidham, or I know this is hypo. I know this is hypothetical,
0: but it would not surprise me at all if he has the guy throwing to him that he had in Green Bay throwing to him. So that's a possibility. I'm gonna go back to Ron's last point of there's some some question marks with with Jacobs. There, there's one question mark in my opinion. Where is he going to be playing? That's I, that's the big that's the big one. But that guy's a stud. So I, you know, and I, I, I could I can actually see Swift over Josh Jacobs, even though I have. Jacobs three spots ahead of him in my personal rankings, but if you're clearly geared to a win now approach, why would you ever take DeAndre Swift over Josh Jacobs? One guy's proven it; the other guy hasn't. Pretty. I mean mean, this this team is not one hundred percent geared there. Like. Uh, well, it, it came that way when you took Swift over over Saquon Barkley. It, it was it was definitely geared in that direction before that. I
1: think of your four teams that you, that you picked for today. I I would think that that one is is the most win now team. It, it's the mo-
0: it's the most likely to win now, but like it's
1: uh, Joe Burrow, Jalen Wall,
0: T.J. Hawkinson, and DeAndre Swift. Like there's there's yeah. nothing there that says you're you're winning right now. All right. All right, let's uh, wrap this up. Let's do a little recap here. Uh, we're not going to name all the picks and all the teams and all that. Well, Luigi will post that on the uh, YouTube page. Uh, let's let's go around the table, starting with you, Ryan. Your favorite team of the three you you drafted, the four you drafted, the four you drafted. Excuse me. Thank you, well, Luigi. My favorite team of mine is the Kyler Murray, Trey Lance, Kyle Pitts, Devonta Smith team. Uh, Love the quarterbacks. I have what I think is an elite tight end, even though his production wasn't there last year. And Devonta Smith is an ascending wideout. I, I love that team. It's a good good start to a win, uh, win later team. Luigi, uh, where where would you go with your
1: favorite team of the,
0: 30, of the four?
1: Sorry. I think my favorite team is pretty obviously the team one, the team that had the number one overall pick uh, with Josh Allen. Devonte Adams, Christian McCaffrey, and Travis Kelsey. I think if that team stays healthy, it's it's probably one of the favorites through the first four rounds to win the championship.
0: Yeah, uh, it's really hard to argue that that's not the best win-now team after four picks. Uh, I have one, a win-now team that I really like, but I just don't think it measures up to that yeah, this the, point. Well, you, could, you could argue that you have the best player production-wise at four Four positions, like Devonte Adams wasn't, but you could argue he has that upside. Everybody on their team has upside of uh, so uh, 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 yes, like yeah. they're they're all elite talents. I agree. I agree. So my favorite team, and mostly because it's the only team I have with two quarterbacks at this point, is uh, Lamar. The team four with Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, uh, DK Metcalf, and one four. I think that Lamar Jackson is not a player that I've loved in the past, as I've stated, but I'm kind of excited, if, if this was an actual team, kind of excited to have my first share of him. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I, d- despite what people may think about him off the field, I, I get all that. He, I feel like he's going to be an extremely productive quarterback in the NFL this year. Uh, I fully expect that he's going to probably he's probably going to beat his draft position. I think he might be one of the few quarterbacks that we drafted today that may beat where we drafted him. Uh, the one of uh, DK Metcalf, I was ecstatic to get a guy like DK Metcalf at the end of the third round after going hard at quarterback in the first two rounds. I did not expect to get a young, a young, youngish wide receiver of his caliber at that pick. Uh, I love, I loved getting the 104 in this position because it gives me lots, lots of flexibility and I, I do think that that could turn into Jameer Gibbs or the best wideout in the stupid landing spot uh, down the road.
1: Or you could luck out and get quarterback there. just depends on how the first three picks go. One, one of the Bryce Young or CJ Shrug.
0: Yeah, well, in this exercise, it's highly unlikely that Ryan, Ryan wouldn't yeah. just slam two quarterbacks
1: there. But, yes, you're absolutely right. If, if Ryan keeps those particular picks, he could end up trading them for better value. Who knows where they where they would that's, be heading.
0: That's true. And, uh, you li- know, li- li- liquid assets like that uh, are, are, are are very flexible in that way. Yeah. So, I think that the, the point here, we I think we kind of sort of made it several times uh, over the last uh, – during this show – is if you've got a question between a player and the pick, and a pick, you probably should take just the take a pick. The pick. Yeah. Yeah. If it's close, you take the you take the flexibility. Yeah, absolutely. All right guys, now let's do best pick. Don't pick somebody that you drafted, but go let's let's do best pick in the draft. Luigi, let's start with you on
1: this one. So knowing my love of running backs and looking at the team to where he was drafted at the end of the fourth round, I think Barkley has to be considered my favorite pick of the draft because he went to a team that had Patrick Mahomes, Amon Ross, St. Brown, St. Brown, and Bruce Hall, and adding Barkley to that team I think makes it one of the better contenders of the league.
0: Yeah, I was really, even though I'm not a Barkley guy, I was really happy with the spot. Uh, it, it feels right at the end of the fourth round. Uh, it, yeah, he's he, he's he's just solid. Like assuming assuming assume he can stay healthy like he did this year he's
1: going to be a, a top 10 running back for, for the sake of, of non-argument. Let's just assume everybody stays healthy. That could very well be a league winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Ron, who's your best pick? Uh,
1: my best pick was actually the one Oh four, like looking at that
0: roster. I love the flexibility that it gives. Like if you need, if you decide that you're in love with Gibbs and Gibbs falls into the great uh, landing spot, that's great. If not, you can take one of the wideouts or, it just gives so much flexibility to that roster. Yeah. And I think it could go win now or win later to whatever I decide to do here. And yeah, I, I was after some debate earlier that that felt like the easily the right not, another play. one, another one of those things where when in doubt, just take, take the pick, take the pick, baby, take the pick, uh, I, with my best pick. And, and I'm going to have to give myself an assist on this. Uh, I'm going to go with TJ Hawkinson. I, I'm a believer in, uh, tight end premium that you take tight ends early and with Pitts and Mark Andrews already off the board, as I stated earlier and Travis Kelsey, uh, Kelsey was he off the board at this point? Yes, he was off the board. You're correct. I would not have taken Kelsey over Hawkinson. I have him ahead of Kelsey because of uh, the age gap. But to me, those are the four elite tight ends this year and scooping up the last one of them was exactly the right pick for Ryan Uh, should have been mine, but I made the first big mistake in mock drafts on in, 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 uh, in this uh, podcast by not remembering that TJ Hawkinson was no longer Detroit lion. I, I actually have Hawkinson and Andrews interchangeable. I don't have them interchangeable, but I don't think the gap is, is, is far. Uh, I think the gap between Andrews and Hawkinson is the less less to me than the gap between Hawkinson and, it, and you know, it, 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 As far as far as passing was, um, um, Hawkinson has a much better quarterback. Hawkinson and, does have a much better quarterback, but Andrews is who's, who's the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> That's true. We don't know that at this he, point. He, in time. Like, oh, it's that Wildcat running back, right? <laughs> yeah, but it might not be him. Maybe yeah. maybe he's not there next year. But I think why I like Andrews a little bit better is just because he's going to demand so much target share with not having Justin Jefferson on his team. Uh, but there, the, there has definitely been game plans where Hawkinson has gotten peppered since he's been there. Well, yeah,
1: that's because there's twelve guys on Justin Jefferson. Uh, exactly. 200. No, <laughs> I, I agree, I'm agreeing with you. That, that's, that's what makes him. That's what makes T.J. Hawkinson so valuable, in my opinion, going from Detroit to Minnesota is because the game plans you're. TJ Hawkinson is going to be open way more often now than he was in Detroit.
0: In in, in in single coverage, he's way too fat, way too fast and athletic for a linebacker, and way, way too, too strong, big. strong and physical for a, a safety. Yeah, like, I agree. Just a huge mismatch. Yeah, yeah. He's still his his targets are still going to be tempered because of Justin Jefferson. Right, that's, the, that's, but that's but, but
1: the quality is going to go up, in my opinion.
0: Yes, the, the, we, we've already seen that. Exactly. Guy. I don't think he's going – he's not going to continue to get better. No. His biggest question mark the whole time has been what, whether or not he could stay on the field. And he showed it this year. And he was on the field this year, and he showed how elite he can be. Yeah. We're going to transition to the worst pick here. Guys, same thing. Don't pick one of your own guys. Pick pick someone else's. I really kind of hate to do this. I should have picked someone else, but I've already kind of let the cat out of the bag. I absolutely – Hated the DeAndre Swift pick, and you I, the reasons why I've been stated already. So uh, let's just move on to Ryan and get his worst pick. Well, my uh worst, worst pick is actually my favorite pick as well because it allowed me to get TJ Hawkinson, and that's Brees Hall. I feel <laughs> like that guy is just kind of a, a reach there. Well, explain to me why because you kind of liked the other than the fact that. You got T.J. and You kind of said you like the pick. Right. Yeah, I like I like the player and like like the guy, but it's just like I, it's my hate for taking running backs that early, and I think that's the, my biggest it was issue. The third round, though. Yeah, it was fairness. the second was pick the of the third round. round. So I mean, I didn't take one until what Travis Etienne in the fourth round. Now, That's true. That's true. But who would you have taken, Who would you, just out of curiosity to say that Hawk wasn't on the board? Who would you have taken there? I guess any of the, uh I Alave or Wilson or something. I would. Like I would, that. I would have definitely take a Alave or Wilson. So he would have, and that's at that point that would have made sense, sure. Uh, and I well, was actually surprised with your love of wideouts that you didn't go in that position as well.
1: Well, he had already had him on our St. Brown and Patrick Mahomes. He ne- he probably needed to take. Hawkinson or or a running back there, well, in my opinion. I did want to
0: kind of get out of my comfort zone a little bit in this mock, sure. too. Uh, but, obviously, I would have absolutely 100%. Uh, oh, if you had been on the clock in a real draft, you would, you would have known have, that you, have, you, know you, it was T.J. T.J. Hawkinson. You, I would have taken Hawkinson. in well, brief, Hall would have not been taken over Olave uh, or Wilson as well. Like well I, 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 you're but, wrong.
1: Because Luigi would have went I, all in at, at my second team. Yeah. I would have gone Brees Hall. Brees Hall was going at my next pick. I was actually super surprised that Joe took him, considering that's Joe's. What, that's what that's what I'm saying.
0: Like uh, he would not have. He, he, in in a in a in a real draft, he's going to take he's going to take Hawkinson first, and he's going to take either Alave or. Not so sure that I would have taken Hall over over Alave in that situation. It would have been interesting to see if it, this had been live. Uh, but, Luigi, what was your worst pick?
1: I think my worst pick just because of where I have him ranked as compared to other players that went after him. Um, I think my worst pick is, is Justin Fields. He was taken at the one Oh nine and off the top of my head, there's four quarterbacks that I have above Justin Fields.
0: Yeah. I, I would easily taking Jackson, Watson, Prescott, or Murray over fields and
1: maybe even Tua if 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 I, I would
0: not take Tua, I disagree with that. Just because of the concussion situation. I would I'm even considering the Let, let's be on let's be honest, Joe wouldn't have taken Tua if like he was completely healthy. <laughs> uh, but, but it's just not true, Ryan. I mean, you can make that joke all you want to, but I, I've, I've stated many times in three weeks on this show that I have two of where he's at because of the concussion issues. I would actually probably have two of Fields if it wasn't for concussion issues. Because believe it or not, I think two is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, two is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Uh, that's absolutely be- that's abs- he's, he's, that's absurd. He's a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Like. That's. Not, he's a better, not throw, in fantasy. he's a better thrower of the football than Lamar, than Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Yes. It, it, it's absurd at this point into his career to say he's better than Dak Prescott, in my opinion. Uh, no way. Uh, but uh, going back to the fields thing. Yeah. Just, just way too early. But I I did tell challenge Ryan to not take fields where he thought we would let him drop to, but take him where he actually would take him. So I was glad that he did that. This wasn't, this was an honest assessment of Ryan where he thinks, right. Justin like that, is. This, this is me on my soapbox saying, this is where I believe Justin Fields. He could have, he could have gotten four quarterbacks later. Uh, yeah. I, I could have faded Justin Fields and got what I would have considered tremendous value. But, uh, in, in a real startup, I don't know what other people around me are thinking as well. So I'm going to take the guy that I believe in. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, We're going to wrap it up here. That'll do it for the fourth episode of the Dynasty Dreamers podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. Please leave me in comments below. We would love to hear what some of you think about today's mock draft. We hope you join us next time. From my co-hosts, Luigi Federico and Ryan Nunn, this has been Joe Galloway signing off.